hi welcome back to another edition of the spy bar podcast so uh, last week was the wgc in mexico uh where dj uh, hammered the field winning by five strokes over rory but was a actually 10 strokes ahead of those guys who finished third and was a class act, a class above everybody else. Um, it was interesting week. Um, uh, you know, let, let's talk about DJ first and we'll talk about everybody else, shall we? Um, look, uh, DJ was just imperious. He's obviously has pedigree at this course before having won a couple of years ago ahead of Tommy Fleetwood in 2017 in the first event um, and he was just imperious off the tee and great with the putter he actually led the field uh, in strokes gained tee to green and led the field in strokes gained putting um, I'm afraid that when DJ whenever he's ever going to lead those two stats he's going to win he's going to win handsomely uh, no matter where the event is uh, any any week and he was just he was just phenomenal, almost robotic at times, uh, watching him over the weekend. I thought it was going to be tighter than it was. Rory obviously got off to a great start on Thursday. Very, very strong start Thursday. Didn't do a great deal um, on uh, on Friday or Saturday. Okay rounds and then had an okay round on uh, on Sunday when the tournament was pretty much dead and buried. But um, you know, DJ never really looked out of control, um, even on the final round where he he bogeyed uh, bogeyed uh, one of the first couple of holes and then was stuck behind a tree and had a bit of a favourable drop um, because his feet his stance was on the on the pathway. Even with that, um, he just never really looked out of control. And off that drop, the recovery shot he played there was uh, was pretty special. So uh, he, he was dominant, deserved to win. Uh, well played him he's now won 20 tournaments on the PGA Tour and he's in a very elite bracket of 20 winning 20 PGA Tour tournaments under the age of 35 only Tiger joining Miller Jack Nicholas, uh joining him on that stat so a sneaky phenomenal um uh, career he's had and he's won I think that's his 11th WGC title um so you know He's a big game hunter too. Twelve, basically, twelve of his twenty events have come in really big uh, events, and then even some of the others are stuff like the Riviera Country Club, which is okay, not with WGC, but still, it's a class class event and uh, class field. So, fair play to him. He doesn't quite get to world number one. He's just shy, not point one points shy of Justin Rose. But by virtue of the fact that neither he nor Rose are playing um, this week in the Honda Classic. Um, he will go to world number one next week, I understand, from the projection. So he'll go back to world number one and well-deserved. Um, in terms of Rory, great another great week by Rory. Look, that's four top five performances in a row now to start off his PGA Tour. Um, I mean, he alphaed the rest of the field, didn't he, really? But the only problem was he was alphaed by uh, by DJ. You know, he beat the rest of the field by five strokes. So very strong performance. I think the only disappointing thing with Rory was you know, he never really challenged on Sunday um, he, he had a chance where he birdied and DJ bogeyed early so he got close but then uh, he went one over for the rest of the front nine so he finished it was one over for the front nine then came back strong on the back nine with six birdies and the bogey at the last so um you just really wanted him to have it the other way around. I'd much rather him have six birdies to kick off the front nine to really push DJ, but uh, he never really got close. And again, the hole after DJ had a lucky drop, 
Rory was stuck behind a tree but wasn't so fortunate with his drop in fairness it was all all as it should be and um, in terms of the rules but I think I think DJ getting up and down after his drop that really kind of kicked the stuffing out of Rory and then him dumping it in the water and then bogeying a par five I think that was the interesting thing with Rory he just didn't play very well on the par fives in, in particular sixth hole he was three over for the uh, for the week so you, know, you turn that around to a couple under and he's actually there thereabouts so uh, another really good positive week I'm taking the positive stance on Rory um, Rory also took a hammering from uh, a guy who works for the um, one of the Irish newspapers who basically said he was unpatriotic for not playing uh, the Irish Open this year um, because he's, he decided in preparation for uh, the Open um, he thought that it was best if he didn't play three weeks in a row um, uh, yeah Rory is a legend. I think he's great for the game of golf. He's making a beeline for the majors this year. He's trying something different with his uh, scheduling. And anybody who has a go at him for that, to be quite honest, can go do one. Because I think um, he deserves to do whatever he feels is right uh, in order to get his career on track with winning more majors. That's what he wants to do. That's what he's identified. And the guy having to go at him for, for not supporting the Irish Open is ridiculous because without him, there would be no event because he pulled that up uh, uh, all on his own um, with the sponsorship and time and effort that he's put into it over the recent years. So look, I'm going to stick on the positive side for Rory. Um, hopefully this will lead to a very positive uh, Masters coming up in a few weeks' time. Um Moving on to other stuff to take out of the event, uh, really positive weeks for Ian Poulter, Paul Casey and Kiridat Shafford-Barnrat all coming T3. Great pick. I have to, so I have to doff the cap to uh, a couple of my buddies on Twitter. So Invisible Golfer, great pick with Ian Poulter. I like that. Came third. Not quite as good as Adam Trett's pick. Um, Adam, who's my uh, my coach, uh, he picked Rory, who came second. So well done, Adam. Adam wins the point this week. Simon also had a good week with his pick of Hao Tong Lee. And I had Justin Thomas, who was ninth. So all, all three of us, or four of us even, in the top 20. So not, not bad picking from our, uh, from us. Um, I've got their picks for this week for the Honda Classic. I can safely say now I don't think all four of us will be in the top 20 this week, but more on that later. Um, in terms of others doing well this week, uh, Tiger had a positive, relatively positive week. He had a very interesting strategy versus the rest of the field. So he barely took out his driver and just hit irons everywhere. Um, so he was laying up a lot further back than the rest of his playing partners throughout the week. But with that being said, he was sixth in stroke in proximity to the hole after approach shot. So it wasn't affecting him coming in, just again proving how good an iron player he was. And we did see um, some unbelievably classic Tiger Woods uh, play on Sunday with the bunker shot that the 9-iron bunker shot from 130 yards that curved 25 yards and finished up by the hole it was quite spectacular and quite the finish so uh, good to see Tiger's back I think gearing up very very nicely warming up very nicely for the Masters in a few weeks time um, and the other couple of things I just wanted to pick up was uh, Jordan Spieth's um, continued travail shall we say um, he's, he's I don't want to say he's got the yips but it's pretty close to we're having to say he's got the yips he's certainly got something mental going on with his putting inside 10 feet on Saturday alone he missed eight putts inside six feet um, those are bread and butter putts for the pros now he's not necessarily going to get all of them but it was it was stark the amount he was missing um, he's really struggling really struggling with his game at the minute I 
uh, as I said in the last couple of weeks, I really hope he turns it around, but I'm fearful for him that he won't at the minute. Um, and I think if he doesn't have a good Masters, which he, he always seems to turn up at the Masters, and maybe that'll be the place to kind of get his year back on track. But if he doesn't turn up there, I think um, we might have to start pushing that panic button because it's not looking good at the minute. And maybe he could do with some time off. And then the final thing to pick up is um, just seems to be uh, uh, the head off season at the minute. Bryson's absolute tomahawk meltdown with his putter on the practice putting green, which was caught on Sky. Um, uh, Sky were just having a wrap up session after uh, I can't remember which round it was. I think it may have been Saturday. Uh, Rich Beams giving his analysis, and in the background, all you can see is. Uh, um, uh, uh, Bryson tomahawking his putter into the practice green. In fairness, he did then repair it, but uh, he's he's becoming the Sergio on the America on the PGA Tour, isn't it? Just having his meltdowns and all the rest of it. Um, obviously, came out and apologised afterwards. I think the funniest thing of the whole weekend was the next morning, uh, Eddie Pepperell on the practice green saw the sky camera and and faked to do it himself. So good old Eddie, um, keeping it light uh, for the rest of us. So that was the WGC Mexico. There were a couple of other events that were just quickly touching on the Puerto Rico Open, um, which was another PGA Tour event. Uh, Martin Trainer won his first PGA Tour event there, winning by three shots. So he, uh, this guy was a kind of two-time winner on the Web.com Tour, made his way up through the Mini Tour. So great for him to win on the PGA Tour, which gives him a two-year exemption and gets him into the Players' Championships in a few weeks' time. Um, obviously did very well because he had a fill-in caddy at the last minute. So fill-in caddies are doing pretty well with uh, Kucha having won to uh, win the Maricopa Classic earlier in the season and now Martin here. So uh, fill-in caddies are doing okay. Um, I won't ask how much he was paid, but uh, regardless, good week good week for him and he's got his two years exemption and the Players' Championship. I think the other note to, to just sort of um, look at and perhaps to keep an eye on moving forward was Daniel Berger returning to the fold after his uh, wrist injury and he finished tied for second there were a bunch of them finished on tied for second three shots back but Daniel Berger back to some form which is good because he seems to be a forgotten man he looked like he might really be a, a Ryder Cup stalwart and a sort of a top uh, nailed on for top 20 in the world but uh, disappeared off the face of the earth the last 18 months with those injuries so hopefully he can carry on that good form and uh, on the LPGA Tour, the Honda LPGA in Thailand, um, Amy Yang held off Minji Lee. It's the second time she's won this tournament in the last three years. So um, a great win for Amy Yang and by all accounts, a pretty, uh, pretty solid event out there. So um, this week we have the Honda Classic on the PGA Tour and we have the Oman, the MBO Oman Open on the European Tour. So most of this week we're going to concentrate on the Honda Classic. Um, it's at the start of the Florida Swing, so the end of Poana Grasses, uh, grasses sorry, I should say, for um, the pros and the end of California for now, and back to the Bermuda Grasses in Florida. So a lot of people will be very pleased about that, particularly um, uh, those who are perhaps less confident on the putting side. So uh, a little bit favor- more favourable grasses, um, uh, the Honda Classic has suffered this year with the change in the schedule there's so many good events all bunched in together that there's actually quite a few people who are going to be missing this event particularly in the week after the WGC um, you've still if I go through some of the main the main names on the field you've got JT who's defending his title Ricky who won here in 2017 and then you've got Brooks Kepka and Adam Scott Adam Scott a former winner here 2016 
uh, Sergio, Gary Woodland, Webb Simpson, Cameron Smith, Daniel Berger. So yeah, not, not a bad field by any stretch, but certainly nowhere near as strong as we had last week or the, or the week before at uh, Riviera. Um, so the, the Honda Classic is, is held at the PGA National, which is one of Jack Nicklaus's courses and is obviously infamous for the bear trap holes of 15, 16 and 17, which are no, uh, every year, year in, year out, three holes that are on the 50 hardest holes on the PGA Tour each calendar year. And I think a couple of years ago, they actually ranked one, two and three on the hardest holes on the tour. So it's a brutal event. It can be really challenging this time of year with the winds. With that being said, it's supposed to be relatively calm this week. So uh, perhaps the bear truck might not be so horrific for the players as per usual. Um, in terms of winners this week from my side, so I am going to go with Sergio. Um, Sergio was a runner-up here a couple of years ago when Adam Scott won in 2016. Obviously tied six last week in Mexico. He's actually playing okay already this season in spite of his meltdown in Saudi Arabia. And in a field that's not quite so strong, and he played well last week, I, I fancy him at 17-1. to 1. He's not bad odds. I'm also going to give you the winners coming from the rest of the gang. So um, at Invisible Golf uh, is going with Adam Scott. He loves a bit of Adam Scott. Uh, I think that's very good odds. At 14-1, to 1, I do like that pick. I will say that was originally the pick I was going to get, but when Mark put his hand up for it I thought I'll let him have that and I'll go with Sergio Adam Trett has gone with Ricky Fowler uh, Ricky's at second favourite at 11 to 1 and this is where I was mentioning that I'm not sure we're all four going to get in the top 20 because Simon has gone Simon Byford has gone somewhat off the rails with his pick he's gone with Mackenzie Hughes uh, good little player but I know he's had some injuries um, he's at 400 to 1 so if Mackenzie comes in, then Simon, you're a better man than I am. Um, in terms of our standings, I still lead at the minute. I've got four points and the other three have got one point each. Um, so let's see how we get on this week. So again, those picks are mine. Sergio, 17 to 1. Then uh, Mark, Invisible Golfer, Adam Scott. Adam Trett has got uh, Ricky Fowler. Simon Byford has got Mackenzie Hughes. And I'll give you an outsider just to think about quite decent odds given that he had a good week last week and he's playing more in the PGA Tour and actually performed pretty well in Florida last year. Kiradech Afibamrat, 60-1, T3 last week in Mexico. Fancy him to do pretty well this week. Uh, moving over to the European Tour, we have the Amman Open. Uh, it's the second event, um, second year that they've had the event. It's been on the Challenge Tour for a number of years now. Oh, they've had a, an event in Amman for a number of years. Um, and seems to be a pretty good event, pretty well supported last year. Again, it's suffering a little bit from where it sits in the... Um, in the calendar, so a lot of the Europeans are obviously playing in the WGC are taking the week off this week. Um, and so in terms of kind of the field, you've got uh, Joost Lauten, who's um, leading the betting at 10 to 1, then Thomas Peters at 11 to 1. And then after that, you've got the likes of Alex Levy, Ross Fisher, Jordan Smith, Justin Harding, uh, Dave Lipsky, Min Woo Lee, and Thomas Dutrie. Um I'm going for a repeat winner here. So Joost Lauten won the event last year. He started off very well in the desert um, with a T T3 in Abu Dhabi, followed up by T6 in Saudi Arabia, 
I will also say he did miss the cut in Dubai, but he plays pretty well in the desert. He obviously won the event last year and he had an excellent last round at WGC last week. He was seven under in his final round to finish tied for 10th in Mexico. So in some good form, likes the desert, has history in this event. I fancy him at, at 10 to 1. And as an outsider, I'm going to go with someone I've become more aware of thanks to um, uh, YouTuber Alex Evans. And that's Paul Waring. Uh, Paul Waring's at 50 to 1. Um, in this event, he was 44th in the event last year, but since winning the Nordea Masters back in September, um, he's been playing very solidly on the European Tour, and that includes uh, a tied third in the Dubai Desert Classic and a tied sixth in Abu Dhabi. So he he's playing well already this season and plays well in the desert. So I don't see why that can't continue in Amman this week. So I shall be keeping an eye out for him at 50 to 1. I think that's good odds. So um, there you have it. They're my winner, Joost Lauten, to repeat, and outsider, Paul Waring. Um, and on the LPGA Tour, I noticed the HSBC Women's Champions event in Singapore. Michelle Wee is defending her title out there. Um, I That looks like a relatively good event. I haven't done much research on it, I'm afraid. I'm running short whilst I'm travelling abroad this week, but uh, I wanted to get something out uh, on the couple of events that we've got this week, but uh, no doubt the LPGA Tour event will also be strong out in Singapore. So look, there you have it. Hopefully, um, a couple of good events. Honda Classic always provides some decent golf, and it's always great to see them well, it's always, yeah, it's always great to see the pros struggle a little bit with a bit of wind and the bear trap and so on. So we're looking forward to seeing how they pan, how that pans out this week. And let's see if Joost Lauten can repeat himself in Amman. Have a good week, everybody, and catch up with you next week. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Bye.